0: Welcome to the sacred feminine power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Sarah Tricker. Sarah, the founder of Sarah Tricker Alchemy, is a healer. She has created rituals to empower women who are struggling to find their authenticity and life purpose. Sarah is a non-confirmist, which forges her clients ahead to think bigger. Every moment is a miracle, which is within every woman's reach as they embrace their feminine power. As a fifth generation medium, Sarah has spent a lifetime working with spirit. Moving from the public system as a teacher, Sarah has now created her own academy, and her passion is to teach women to connect with their inner wisdom. Beautiful. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Oh, it's a blessing to have you with us. And I am super excited to be delving into some of our topics today. Mm-hmm. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you?
1: I think for me, especially, you know, working in the esoteric kind of world as it were that sacred feminine power to me really means tapping into like the womb space tapping into what gifts we were given on this earth as women you know I often think our our wombs are portals into the other world where if we choose to do so and if we can in this life we can bring new life into this world and I think it's it's a pretty amazing pretty amazing thing to be a woman and tapping into that femininity again because we obviously know the history of the patriarch and how women have been suppressed and that we're so lucky to live in a space or a time in this world where we can now draw back into that power again Mm,
0: beautiful And we will certainly be diving into some of the portals that you just opened there with how you described sacred feminine power in in just a moment. But before we go there, uh, Sarah, would you please share a challenge that you have faced that's really helped you to activate this power within you and on your path?
1: I think, interestingly for me, uh, is my marriage. I think my marriage is a, a really good example of how I've had to Uh, Heal, heal the wounds of the womb. Um, My husband's a recovering um, alcoholic, so uh, we met, and it's it's interesting because we're literally just coming up to our twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Mm. And when people look at me, they're like, "You don't look old enough to have been married twenty five years." But me and my husband actually met when we were super young. So I was 13, just turning 14, and he was 17, just turning 18. Mm-hmm. And I think back to that time and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty, pretty crazy. I'm I'm lucky my parents are very supportive and loving and that we were able to to come together as two souls. But our journey <laughs> over the 30 years that we've been together, as you can imagine, has been beautiful we've got two beautiful children a grandbaby and it's been hard and harsh and all at the same time but when I think about at 14 you know I obviously knew the gift was in my family but I didn't really know that I was a healer at that time in my life because I was you know doing teenage stuff so when I got into that relationship I didn't really know that and then obviously as his addiction grew through our through our life experience that kind of codependency that came out of me where I took control of everything and it's only really I would say a bit recently I mean my husband's been um he's been clean for nearly a decade now and we had to do a lot of work and I remember going to a counsellor because I was ready to walk out like I can't do this anymore you know Hmm. and I remember going to that counsellor and and saying to her like hey I'm an enabler but I don't know any other way to be because we've been together so long and she gave me that book Codependency No More and like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I remember going home, ordering it off Amazon, had it the next day, and I'd read it the next day. And being like, oh, oh, okay, so I've got some responsibility in this. And as I say, you know, with what happened over the last couple of years, closing my store and bringing my business back home, I've really dipped back into my feminine power. And I didn't realize that through those years of my husband's addiction, how I was actually working in the masculine. Um, and I had to, you know, that was just the way it was. I had a family and I had to do do what needed to be done to get my family through, right? But I think when I think about this journey to the feminine power, that for me, it's definitely been my marriage, my family. And. And and my husband's addiction, like it's part of our story, a part of our journey of, of how I had come out of the feminine. But I was in it because obviously I was a nurturer and a healer, but I'd also tapped into that masculine energy. And I look around a lot at our world right now and I think it's become very apparent that women are actually, a lot of women are actually in masculine energy and not feminine energy. So it's, it's super interesting. It's been it's been a journey, but that that's been my personal journey into the to, into the feminine divine for sure.
0: Mm, wow. Well, that certainly sounds like a quite an initi- initiation and quite a drawn out initiation as well, considering how long your marriage has been and how how together you have been through these challenges as well. So thank you for sharing that.
1: Yeah. No worries.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Sarah, what would you say is is the hidden blessing in that challenge now that you're on the other side of it or perhaps see it from the bigger picture perspective?
1: I think, you know, because my business is really an extension of me. And as a healer, when I left teaching and went into creating my own business, creating a space where I could help people heal, I think the blessing that's come out of it is really being in a relationship where my husband is fully in his masculine divine. And I believe I fully stepped into my feminine divine and feeling feeling what that should feel and be like and I and as I say you know as I look out into the world uh you know I'm I'm a witch I have a coven I spend a lot of time working with the lunar wisdom with working with the sabbats the turning of the wheel, bringing this balance between dark and light night and day feminine and masculine you know and as as part of my belief system we work with the triple goddess and the horned god and you know the triple goddess is obviously like maiden mother and crone and then the horned god is uh warrior warrior father and and sage and i look out at what's happening in our world and i'm like where where is the part for men men have lost lost their way they're not they're not tapped into that so I think the blessing that really has come out of it is you know it's a program I'm just in the middle of launching um and it's a couples enrichment coaching membership where bringing couples in to tap into like what should feminine divine look like what should masculine divine look like and how as a A unit as a couple? Do we bring that into our space so that we can help others? So I think I I always believe, I don't know, I think as it's, I think it's very different, a very different way that women run their businesses. And I've noticed that, that, you know, and this is a, a huge generalization, of course, but like men are usually very detached to their business. It's like making money, well, if it fails, whatever, we just, you know, start another business. But I found Many of the wi- female entrepreneurs that I connect with, like their business is an extension of them. So I believe as a healer, my journey, uh, you know, my experiences help me help others in, in their journeys, too. So it's, it's pretty I think that's a. I think it's a good
0: blessing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I think our deepest initiations come with the deepest blessings as well in, in so many ways. And what you said earlier about so many women being in, in that masculine energy is, is also very true. I mean, we've had to be either to just survive or to to thrive in the patriarchal world that we've been programmed to or conditioned to to live in and what is really amazing right now is this massive awakening that seems to be happening really on a global scale in in so many women and so many men as well around starting to really understand at a deep soul level how imbalanced our world has been for such a long time and how beautiful it is when we start to understand the masculine and feminine energy within ourselves and bring that into more balance, and then through that, bring more balance into the world around us as well.
1: A hundred percent. It's it's interesting because I remember, I can't remember who the lady was on the course that I did, um, but I did a training with this lady, and she had been, I can't even remember where where she had been, and she had spoken to one of the elders in this country, and she had explained to her, you know, before, before like the spread of christianity contact before colonialism happened around the world you know when we go back to the way people lived before uh, where you know women were obviously nurturing the the children they were providing the food uh, the men were kind of going out collecting wood hunting she said women were in tune with the earth and they would say you know, we need food. So the men would go out and they'd bring the food back and they'd say, good, stop, we, we have enough food. We need wood. The men would go out, collect wood, come back. The women would say, stop, we have enough. And she was explaining, like, when you think about how, like, patriarchy kind of moved across the world and then it became, our earth became a place of consumerism, like where we take what we want but we take more than we need because the women were pushed out the way. And it's. And I think this is the place we're in, where it's like women are coming back and we have a voice. Most women have a voice. Obviously, we all don't. We, we have a voice now where it's time to say kind of like, stop. <laughs> We've taken enough. And I think mm. when we think about this balance, and this is something we need to be really careful of, of women, I think, as women, sorry, that we don't go too far and step into the role of like the men where we took everything away, where everything was taken away from us, That we don't take that away as well. That the balance needs to be true balance and come back where we use the masculine and the feminine equally, right? Not not in a way where it's tipped to the other side of the scale, right?
0: Mm, Absolutely, yeah. Resonate with that very, very much. Yeah beautiful well I'm very very curious about your path as a as a witch and a medium as well w- would you please share a little bit more about what it is like to be a medium and and what does that really mean
1: so a uh, medium the the easiest way to explain it is I am kind of like in the middle of people on earth and people in spirit world So that's why we're called mediums, because we're in the middle. (laughs) So we kind of mediate. And that's what I usually tell people when they come to connect with their loved ones is, you know, for example, the way each medium gets messages very different. So, you know, you may have watched um, the Long Island medium. Yeah, and she gets symbols, for example. Uh, for me, I get uh, messages through feeling, So I can usually tap into what people are feeling who are who have come for the reading. And then I also feel the feelings of the of the uh, spirit who is coming through. But it's interesting and I and I often, because it takes time to kind of learn how spirit gives you messages. You have to learn to distinguish what's yours and what's from spirit. And I always, I always laugh a little bit when I tell people, I said, because I get thoughts in my mind that aren't my thoughts. And it always makes me wonder how many people over the years have actually just been connected to spirit that have been you know, put into institutions because they mm. have these thoughts in their head, you know. Um so I had to learn over 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 my span of my well, I would say like when I was my mom said, sorry, I'm trying to say two different things. once. My mum mm-hmm. said I was about five when I shut down my gift. And I, from what I understand, most children do that because you have to go out and, and live your life and get some experience before you tap back into it. So I was probably in my mid to late 20s when I really kind of tapped back into my gift. Um, so when I did, I had to learn how how to interpret what they were showing me. So they basically show me through my life and my eyes and they they use my life experience. So when I'm sitting in front of people, that's what I always say. It's like I have to interpret what they're showing me and putting it in a way that you understand. And it was very interesting because the Long Island medium actually came here um, to Lethbridge. So I was super excited to go and see Because when you watch it on TV, it's so polished. And it looks like she instantly gets these messages, and I'm like, "Wow, I don't know if I'm ever going to be that good." And I went to watch her live, and it was very much very different in the respect that she was saying things, and people are going, "No, no, that makes that doesn't make any sense." She'd walk away, and she'd come back, and she'd be like, "No, this is definitely for you," and she would say it in a different way. And that's really when we connect with spirit. That's what it's like. It's like a conversation, um, and we have to like. Unpick the messages so that it makes sense to the person who's receiving it. But I love working with spirit because they usually give some kind of like nugget that will be the validation for the person sitting in front of of um, of you. So that it will be a word. Or I had one one girl come in. Her her and her mum came in, and she had lost a friend. And um, so it was nearly at the end of the reading. And it's funny because it's such an English term that came to my mind. And and I I said to her, you don't need to worry. She's always going to badger you, right? Meaning that she's always going to be on you. She'll never let, she'll never like leave you alone. And this, I just remember this girl, like, like she lost it. She stood up and she's like, I cannot believe this just happened. And she told me that her and her friend, wrote cards to each other when they graduated and there was a saying in there and I, and I can't remember the whole saying but it was like badger badger and then there was a, like another part of the saying and she had said to her friend when she left to come and see me if she says this word I'll know it's you and I was just sitting there going like what <laughs> it's just like <laughs> mind-blowing and and I and that's what I love about working with spirit because you know people are like wow you know are you just tapping into my feelings are you just saying general things but spirit will usually give something that there's no way I could have could have known those things Mm. um but I'm not like the Long Island medium in that I have learned how to um I close close my my gift off And really I open it when people come to me or I need it. So I've kind of set lots of boundaries with spirit being like, yeah, you can't, I don't, I don't agree with going to a supermarket and approaching people and saying, Hey, your grandmother's beside you and she's got this message because that can actually be very detrimental to people's healings. If they're not ready to receive that or that, you know, you just don't know what people are going through. So my my belief in that and a lot of the people that I connect with around here uh, are really of the mind of like when people are ready they'll find you and they they will come to you and and that's really how I work with spirit
0: mm, beautiful thank you so much for sharing more about that that is such a beautiful and magical gift to have so thank you for sharing that with the world mm. you're welcome Mm -hmm. beautiful well Sarah I know that you are also an author and and you are the author of two published books or one published and and the other nearly published now yes um would you please tell us a little bit more about Inspired Living and then Luna Wisdom as well
1: absolutely I've I've always always enjoyed writing um always enjoyed books And this year, obviously, with the slowing down of business with everything that's happened over the last couple of years, I actually had an opportunity to write in two books. The first one, Inspired Living, I actually got to work with uh, Dr. Larry Farwell. He was uh, quite an interesting character to work with. So I was co-author with, oh, I don't even know how many people were in that book. It was a good 20-odd people. I can't remember the exact amount. And uh, so we got to write a chapter about how uh, we live inspired. And I think that really actually links into the feminine power, because when I learned to tap into my power, into my feminine power, into my womb space, I actually didn't really pay attention to what other people thought of me, because I know that's been a big journey. You know, obviously going into teaching, trying to fit into a box. I laugh because I don't fit into boxes at all. I never have. And then I pick a career that's <laughs> one big box. Um, but that inspired living is stories. Oh, I met some 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 fabulous people, like, all around the world. So there was people from, um, just trying to think, there was a lady from Uganda. There was people from Canada. Canada, the US, Australia, and everybody's story was so different and unique. So, yeah, if you're looking for some inspiration in life, that is a beautiful book to tap into. And I, I think it really goes back to that, what you hold in your mind, you hold in your hand. And when, and I know, we've touched on this even here today, it's like there are blessings in every every situation that comes up in our life. And I think part of my journey of helping others is helping people to see that there is a bigger plan, that we have come to this earth and we've chosen the the lessons that we need to learn. And when we learn to kind of step back and look at the experiences we're having and take those blessings and lessons, even through the hardships that we really can create the life that we desire. So that was a super super awesome journey. And then that brought me to Lunar Wisdom. And when I found Lunar Wisdom, obviously as a high priestess of a coven, I'm like, boom, this book is for me, (laughs) really uh, in line with what I do And this particular book has kind of two elements and the publisher really wants this to be one of those books that you draw on every month. So there's 12 12 of us in there. So there's like one author for every month. It just worked out perfectly. And the first half is really about our stories of how we connected to the lunar cycle And then the second part is rituals. So every one of the authors has shared their favorite ritual for the lunar cycle. So Mm. it's going to be one of those books that you can tap into whenever you need.
0: No, that sounds really, really beautiful. Uh, Certainly a book that I'm I'm looking forward to reading as well. And I, I believe that Inspired Living was published by Crystal Hill Publishing, isn't it?
1: That's right, yeah, and she's uh, um, an Australian publisher.
0: Currently living in Australia, originally from Germany. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, Yes.
1: exactly, yes.
0: Very true. I've also um, co-authored one of her books, the very first one that she actually published, Fearless Presence, and that was a beautiful experience as well. And
1: it really was. Like, I love, you know, as my first, first kind of book to write it for, she is such a beautiful soul and she's so organized and the, the, the process is so seamless. And I love the way that she created the community. Where Mm. we kind of all like tapped in. I mean, I actually, you know, connected with one lady, and we will be starting a coaching business together. Oh
0: um, wow! Future. Mm. So
1: it's you know, and if there's any of you out there listening, kind of like wanting to become an author, I really, I really uh, suggest like the co-author is a really great way to start because you kind of can dip your toe in a little bit with the support of a publisher, and. A community of other people who are in the same boat as you it's Mm -hmm. not so maybe so overwhelming as like trying to write your own book very first round right (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah very true in many and it's it's also an opportunity for already established authors who might have published solo books to to contribute maybe with less effort by doing that one chapter and then being in the presence of all these other authors as well It, it can be a really beautiful opportunity for wider reach and a bigger audience as well and I think
1: that's one of the things as an entrepreneur it's you know trying to navigate how how do you get your message out how do you reach the people that you need and when we think about social media platforms things have changed so much even in the seven years that I've been in business where we think about like organic reach people don't Really, There's so much information out there now, it's really hard to tap into your people. And I think, you know, and that's what I was saying to my husband is like, yeah, writing these books, I mean, you just never know where this book is going to turn up. And my current publisher was saying um, only the other day when we were in a meeting, one, one paperback or hardback book that's actually purchased usually is given to nine other people. So when you think about that, it's like, and and I'm I don't know, I'm just one of these people, like I'm such a knowledge um, eater, if you want to look at it like that. And I think about, you know, you think about these massive libraries in like New York or all around the world that have got like thousands of books in that have been written for hundreds of years. And it's like, I I always think, like, as this human right now in this life, I'm never going to touch all of that information, all of that knowledge. And you just don't know how far that knowledge is going to go and how long it's get, going to be there. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about being an author is you don't know who it's going to touch and you don't know who it's going to change, but you know it is.
0: Mm, very, very true. And, and And you really leave behind a legacy as well through that, so... That's really beautiful. Beautiful way of looking at it. Let's also mention the publisher of Lunar Wisdom, Sarah. Uh,
1: so Gemini Moon. I don't know is it, is it and I can't remember what, <laughs> what the last part <laughs> is.
0: But Gem, Gemini Moon is is really there.
1: Yeah. I can't remember yeah. if it's publisher or I can't remember the last part. Uh, so this, this lady, she actually lives in um Italy. Her name is Tracy. Tracy Rampling Brown and she is such a kind soul and she really her a lot of her work is feminine based and so if you're really looking to read or like um you know contribute she she works with women um and she works with another publisher as well and her intention to heal and help women is is so touching. And as I say, you know, I always trust that we come across people when we need to. And she really, you know, I think. Do you know her at all?
0: Yes, yeah, she's been on the. Uh, I've interviewed her for the podcast. Yes, as well. exactly. Yeah.
1: That's why I thought we were connected for a reason, right? And <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I just, our souls touched when we when we met one another. It was,
0: hmm. it's it's
1: pretty powerful to. To, to come across these women in in life that are there to support the journey of women and I think we're we're so lucky in this time now to to have that experience but I'm super excited so with Gemini moon press there you go it came to me <laughs> when I didn't seem too hard <laughs> um so her so she's actually we we've got three launches actually so we've got the first launch is the digital launch which is uh the 25th of october and so that's when it comes out digitally obviously like amazon and then we have like a hard or a paperback copy coming out so we've got a physical launch that would be like november december and then we have a third launch and it's actually going to be audio as well so the beauty of this lunar wisdom is that you will be able to go and buy it in the bookstore you'll be able to get it from amazon or you'll be able to listen to it um audio as well so i'm super excited
0: Mm, that's really wonderful and I love the audiobook touch there as well that's that's really great
1: and I wonderful. think you know and that's the thing when we think about like podcasts and audio so many people tap into that now especially you know as they're driving to work or they're doing their chores around their house it's it's such a an amazing world that we live in where information is available at all times right
0: absolutely yeah and and here's to Receiving and allowing in only that information that works for our highest good and inner being filtering out all the other mess and crap that is out there.
1: (laughs) You know, and that's the interesting thing, because I think yeah, I used to be a social studies teacher. And you think about this generation, like my grandbaby is only just; she's like eight months old right now, and it's like they've been born into a world with information overload. Mm. And when we think, when I think back to when I was at school, like you know we used to have like encyclopedias at my house on my parents' shelf and you used to have to go and search information from a library or a book but like now you have to be able to filter information there's so much information that it's actually harder because you have to filter through what is truth or what isn't and that's a whole other kind of ball game isn't it because mm-hmm we think about like perspective is our truth. So anything that's written is somebody's truth. So yeah. I think it's really interesting that you say that we have to filter what's for our highest good and not get caught up in the propaganda and, you know, mm. create the parallel universe, parallel structure within <laughs> the structure. That's what I say is, you know, we can't change everything in the world, but we can change how we show up in this world. Like what are we putting into the collective conscious? Are we putting fear, anger, hate, or are we putting love, acceptance, light? Love and light, man. Love and light.
0: Beautiful. Well, those are very wise words to start wrapping our interview with there. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing that as well. And if our listeners wanted to connect with you and perhaps even work with you, where would would be the best place to go?
1: So everything I do is under Sarah Tricker Alchemy. So Sarah com is my website. I have Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. I've played around with TikTok a little bit, but you know, it's that's more the fun stuff, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. And I understand you've also got a gift for our listeners.
1: Absolutely. So if you connect with me, uh, I actually have a, a free uh, consultation with, with me where I can help you discover your current cycle in life. And you can use that information to help guide you.
0: Mm, beautiful. So I'll include the link to that in the show notes so people can find it easily. And I hope a lot of our listeners will take up that offer because learning, to, learning about our cycles is so, so very powerful.
1: 100 percent And when we tap into the lunar cycle or the cycles of the earth, and this particular cycle I'm going to help you unpack is your year, year, your yearly number cycle. It Mm -hmm. actually helps guide you in your how, you know, the goals you're setting, what you're doing, your intention for the year. It's actually it's pretty cool.
0: Sounds amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, Sarah, it's been lovely chatting with you and I've really enjoyed all these golden nuggets of wisdom that you've just thrown in there into the conversation <laughs> many, many times. So thank you so much for all that you are and all that you do.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having me here today. It's It's been very special.
0: Hmm, thank you. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this inspiring energy that's been activated. And imagine sending this energy to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening.